When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Erickson X sends it ahead. Super Bowl. Have extended it back to three to one. There he is. There he is. Yes. yes. Let's get it. He's back. Just gonna wave this whole show. Flag waving, Judd Zolgad. This is Mackie and Judd. Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Are you not entertained? By the Minnesota Wild. The furious rallies until last night. Until last night. Uh-huh. They, didn't, they didn't need to be the furious <laughs> rallies last night. Um, we'll get to write that down predictions later in the show. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Like today. Like 30 minutes Wednesday. from now. Yeah. We'll show. It's going to be great. Twice on Wednesdays. Actually. Twice on Wednesdays. And old tweets expose on Thursdays. So we, we, do, we admit we're wrong all the time. So um, the Hockey Whisperer has some takes off it. Three right. specifically off okay. last night's game. And I don't know the hockey whisperer, you know, wants to stay clear of mm. Judd's hockey show and the great work being done there. But he he also has his own takes. He needs to get in from time to time here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, on this West Coast swing, going into Vancouver, first home game by the way, like in two years, right? Because they didn't didn't they, where'd they play last year? Just well, in like no, they they played home at, at oh, home. Okay, I got no against, fans. And again, in and the only Canadian against Canadian division. teams. B- BC. So the first American yeah. team, or the first United States and by team the that's way, gone in. Macadac, Hockey Whisperer, you were pretty close. Like which part? Crossed... I make so many predictions. What? Which, like, which no, one? no, no. Like, you could have crossed oh. the border and done some in-person oh. scouting. Old Macadac is waiting for an updated passport. So yeah. uh, he's still confined to the United States, <laughs> and unfortunately. I, I think uh, in British Columbia had, like, some of the most strict... COVID restrictions, which were just lifted this week. So that also was a big factor of, of them having everyone at full yeah. capacity. At some, at some point, Tired of though, excuses. Tired yeah. of the excuses. That, that's what I am. So, uh, all right. Hockey Whisperer. So, listen, the Hockey Whisperer is going to throw some things out here, and then he would like Judd's Hockey Show to do the deep dive and tell him if his observations are. Mm. He's trying to calibrate his radar here at the beginning of this season. I'm going to throw a little NHL TNT bed underneath you here, and you just oh, as, 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 love as, it. if the whisperer wants it, though, only if the whisperer big let fan. Me know. Yeah. Okay, big fan here. Um, so 
Let's go through real quick here. Let's go. I'll just I'll give you the first one, and then I'll give you a stat here. Okay. I think people saw the first few games and said, "Boy, they like they're falling behind. Like the, they fell behind in like their first what five games last night." I think Lapanta just said it. that was the yep. first time they've scored first last night. Correct. Mm-hmm. In their first six games, uh, I think the fact that they're five and one. I should say the whisperer thinks the fact that they're five and one and they've only scored first once is amazing. And I think it's foreshadowing for how good this team can be. The fact that you can fall behind. Um, just look at I'm, this is from a couple seasons ago here from uh, HockeyCentral.uk. Teams that like when they score first, for instance, the Ducks a couple years ago were 30 and four. The Bruins were 29 and two. You know, even some of the bad teams a couple years ago, like the Red Wings, were 22 and 10 when they score first. So, like, NHL teams win like two thirds of games, and maybe even a little bit more actually, when they score first. And it's a small sample size, but when you're allowing the first goal in, you know, five of your first six games, and you're finding a way to grind back and win those games. I don't think that's just randomness. The hockey whisperer thinks there's something to that. Oh, wait, wait, and when, hockey whisperer? And when they it's not random. When they start scoring first more often, which they're capable of, because I don't know, we'll get to one of the other observations. But there's a key player that hasn't scored yet. Right. Um, think about what they can do here. You know, they're going to jump out to some two nothing, three nothing leads. So this this bodes well, even though it's a bad stat to start the season. So we. We talked about this um, as well on Judd's Hockey Show a couple of days ago. And here's the thing that also happened last night that I I think Dex will agree was so important, too. So Cam Talbot hadn't been playing bad. He hadn't been playing great. But what the Wild didn't get in those first five games was like just a big first save, right? Like they... Mm -hmm. They weren't getting off to good starts, but sometimes you got to rely on the the goaltender to make a great first period save. And oh my God, instead of being down, it's still tied. And last night he made it in the first period decks, I think three yeah. or four, but one in particular on Brock Besser, just huge save. And so that to me is one of the most important things is that can can your goaltender make that first save or two or three to keep it scoreless, and then you score. And last night, they did that. And I really felt through the first five games, they simply didn't get that first save. It was on the team as a whole, but the goaltender last night played a huge role in the fact that they were able to take a one nothing lead. Yeah, I mean, they haven't gotten a, a really solid 60-minute performance from a goaltender yet. I know Talbot has started five of the six games already, uh, but, but it can derail things quickly. And to Phil's point... Yeah, scoring first in hockey has always just mostly led to wins. If you score first, odds are you're going to win that game. But the other side of the coin is that is well, you can overcome adversity, and I think that's incredibly important in hockey is to not get complacent. So I think it is a good sign that the Wild can overcome not scoring first all the time and still finding ways to win. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sounds that. like the hockey whisperer. He's pretty whisperer. calibrated there. Yeah, not Mac. Pr- the whisperer. Pr- pretty, pretty calibrated. On this game, no question yep. about it. Too late. Right. Um. Okay, so uh, this next one is is harder to quantify. You know, the Hockey Whisperer, maybe there's some websites he can go to to actually quantify this, but the Hockey Whisperer's eye test tells him that this is one of the fastest wild teams in recent memory, maybe in the last, like, 10 to 15 years. Ever, maybe ever. Ever, ever Whisperer. Okay. okay. Ever go with it. Roll with it. 
It's greasy as as Rocky's trainer Mickey back in the seventies would tell him. It's greasy, That's greasy, fast, lightning speed out there. And last night they were as they would as they would say flying around the ice mm-hmm. for two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. They just they look faster to the hockey whisperer. They don't look it. They are it. This is the fastest wild team we have ever seen, and I don't think it's close. Because if, if you go back to, to the start, that 2000 through 2005 team, until we lost the season to the lockout, tried to muck things up on purpose. Like, that was their, their goal, and that's what mm-hmm. Jacques teams did. And then they never got – the game is so fast now that if you're not fast, it's hard to compete. And last night, the key thing, Whisperer, is this. The final piece of the beer league puzzle was removed. <laughs> Victor Rask <laughs> for Rem Pitlick is yeah. the fight. Was the yeah. Pitlick had a couple couple of breakaways there last night? And too. you know what? That fourth line can skate like the wind. Sturm, Sturm, big fan. Polino, Ola, Greenway, Patrick Kaprizov. But yeah, no, no, y- your take there, Whisperer, beyond honed, because I think you're a thousand percent right, and it's an absolute key. And and as much as I like them off the ice in the room. Benino and Cole weren't really fast. No. They've they've been replaced by guys who are flat out faster. It doesn't mean that they won't be missed, but it does mean that the speed of this team de- decks mm-hmm. is fun to watch too. That's the other thing. This is fun to watch. Yeah, I mean even uh the previous wilds of the Ninos and Zucker and Coyle. I mean Zucker was really the only one who had and he had more straight line speed. You know, he he was he was quick and he was fast obviously, but but he didn't really have, I think, the talent to match it with Fiala and Kaprizov and even guys like Nico Sturm, Rem Pitlick drawing in the lineup, who was a very prolific and damn good hockey player at the U of M for three seasons. Um, th- this team has more speed than it probably ever has had, and that's that's a big thing now in hockey. Hockey always transitions. Um, you know, Ten years ago, it was all about being big and strong, those Kings teams, those Bruins teams, and then all of a sudden, littler guys, Johnny Goudreau started to show up a little bit. And now it feels like you just need four lines that have speed and skill top to bottom. Um, and the game is always changing like that. And it seems like for the first time the Wild are evolving with the times, which is a, a great sign for them. I, uh, I miss the old checking lines from yeah. the days of well, Hockey Pass where it's down. like, you basically like, if the guy can like stand up on skates Stephane for you know, seven minutes a night of ice time and just yeah. elbow somebody. you got to get in the corners, <laughs> yeah. guys. Come on, if you're not in the corners, you're nobody. How many? Uh, let me real, real quick here. The hockey whisperer has a question because it used to be that like your fourth line or your your checking line, you'd, you'd you'd throw a goon or two on there, right? And there were guys back in the day that would rack up you know three hundred plus minutes of of uh, penalty minutes, like mostly because of fighting and misconducts. Who is the top fighter in the NHL right now? Like how many how many fighters even remain in the NHL? Ooh. Or have they all just been replaced by like more skillful fourth lines? True fighters, like like real, like real. Well, there's probably guys. no true fighters anymore. But Ryan like, Reeves of Reeves the Rangers is my vote, but okay. he can he can play a bit. Like like he's not hopeless, um, but he's uh, uh, Lucic of Calgary Martin can Lucic, fight. Yeah. He can score a little bit too, though. Like there's nobody left that just flat out sucks. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I, I put Felino in there too. I mean, oh, yeah. you don't want to catch those hands either. You don't want you don't want those hands. <laughs> that's Superman, yeah, but yeah, you don't want Roman Reigns Superman punch. By the way, John, I... John Boy broke that down. Like the baseball John Boy oh, no broke way. down Marcus Foligno's fight in, against the Jets last week. 
play the Superman by play. Punch is a great move. Yes, it is a great the, move. The Superman Punch, I guess. So, so it, it sounds like was it Kevin Bieksa of the Canucks who, who's retired now? Use that a couple of times as well. Apparently, yeah. I've never seen it before until then, dude. If you connect with that like full on, you might kill the guy. Yeah, you yeah, you would like, you would kill him. Doesn't it hurt? Like when I feel like you know I've only been in like two fights in my life, and they were in eighth grade gym class. Like these guys are like when they leave their helmets on. I feel like mo- a lot of the punches hit the plastic or whatever on the helmet. Once you cut your hand up, oh, and they were totally visors too. Yeah, you totally do. They they have cuts in their hands, not from necessarily punching people's faces, but from. Yeah. Getting nicked on the helmet or equipment. Yeah. Yes. No. No. All right. Anyways, uh, observation three here from the All Hockey right. Whisperer. All right. Whisper. He's not. He's not uh, panicking like Judd's Hockey Show. Okay. Like mm. Judd's Hockey Show is ready to trade Kirill Kaprizov after he signed that contract. Can't score a goal. But he does feel like Kaprizov is a l- just a little lost out there, and it reminds Hockey Whisperer of watching a baseball hitter who's going through a slump, and they're like always between pitches, like. All right, I'm gearing up for a fastball, and there's a breaking ball. Like it kind of feels like Kaprizov is caught between facilitating, but then last night he knows, like, oh, I got to shoot more, and so I think he had a maybe a season high in shots last night. He had four, four or five shots. shots. Um, the good news is he had similar goal scoring slumps last year. So he had three six game slumps if you include end of the regular season into the uh, playoff series, and a five game slump. Mm-hmm. So this is now if it hits seven, I think that would be the biggest slump of his career so he's got a, he's got an alarm but uh he has had similar slumps he can be a little little streaky but the hockey whisper feels like kaprizov is a little bit lost in what he's trying to do right now i think he's completely pressing now because um he's not played well and last night i thought it was a terrible game like he was he looked he looked like he's a guy that's been told to shoot, but he knows he likes to pass, and he wants to shoot, and he just got the huge contract. Um, I'm telling you right now, one, I think he'll be absolutely fine. So he'll 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 score a goal, and then that will probably bring an end to this, hopefully for his sake. But this is where I hate agents. Uh, his contract could have been signed in June, okay? And I guarantee you, yes, he's pressing because of of the cash in that contract, you know, five times what nine, that's mm-hmm. a lot. So he's pressing partially, but I also think he's pressing because they took that thing right up to the eve of training camp. Uh, he feels the pressure off of that. Like if they had just done this contract in June, I think he comes in relaxed. And, and the best way I can put it in watching him is right now, for as marvelous a talent as Kirill Kaprizov is, he looks like a guy who's playing really uptight. That will end, but I think it's an unnecessary slump caused by a lot of aggravations from the outside that, in the end, were unnecessary. True, and and hockey can unfortunately be like this. Kevin Fiala ran into a similar issue when he signed his RFA deal, I believe now two seasons ago. He got off to a slow start. He was scratched. They're not going to scratch Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, it, they won't do that. The the thing that sometimes frustrates me, um, not necessarily with his game, but with uh, typical hockey cliches is, well, he has to now, instead of just being the superstar player that he is, he should now be more grittier. He should be going in the corners more. He should be winning puck battles and doing, no, no, no. I want Kirill Kaprizov to be Kirill Kaprizov. He shouldn't be changing his game and doing little things, getting good gracious. If you're a superstar, dude, be a superstar, which means you're going to go through maybe some slumps where you don't score some goals. I want him to be Kirill Kaprizov. I don't need him to be Marcus Foligno. I don't need him to go into the corners and throw his weight around necessarily. 
I want him to be him, and he's gonna he's gonna break out of this. This this happens, but you want you have high expectations for your superstar players. Don't go out there and change who you are, Kirill. Just continue to be you. Bunt. Just bunt. Come on, man. Just a base hit. Just get a little, just a what's little the, hit. Just what's a little the, hit. What is the hockey hit. equivalent to a bunt when Go you're Go to the slumping. front of the goal and tip pucks in, man. Just be greasier, like Declan said. you got to be Get pucks deep. Get pucks deep. That's yeah. bunting. Get pucks deep. Just go yeah. bunt. Yeah, just Come get on, Mauer. Deep. Come on, Mauer. Hey, Mauer. Hey, 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 you drink wine coolers. You're soft, Capri Sov. Those are your three hockey whisper observations. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. For the Minnesota. That's right. That's right. Five and one. The Kraken <laughs> should be six and one. All due respect to uh, all the buzz. Your team won last night, dude. It's a blast. Montreal Canadiens yeah. came in. They they Grinding drilled them. Another goal. Uh, hockey hockey could be random, but they're not. They're not that good. Um, so, I mean, I think if you would have asked all of us right before the season, um, not going to tell you how the sausage is made, but the wild are going to start five and one. Oh God. We'd all say, Oh my God. You'd be ecstatic. Yes. And there's, they're going to start five and one and their best player is going to slump for the first six games. Like this is a great sign for the wild going forward here because he's going to click at some point. They are six games in. They are a legit good team. They are a legit good team, and you know why? Partially because they're well constructed as a team. They've got speed. They've got they've got guys who know what their roles are. This is why you bought out both players. Everybody knows their role, and, and Goligoski, who replaced Suter, um, is just as good. I think seriously, wow. he's just as good right now. Now, not in their primes. In their primes, Suter is a better player. But if you played them both right now, Goligoski's just as good. And and he allows, and this is, Phil, this is a huge thing. He allows Spurgeon to completely play his own game without being concerned about what Ryan thinks. Uh, two two defenseman goals last night for the Wild. Um, oh, Bro- yeah. Brodeen and Dumba. Was it, did, was, was it Pitlick that set up Dumba, Dumba. on that Dumba. Little, little crossing pass? Mm-hmm. So tell the hockey whisperer about Pitlick. So they just picked him up. Off right waivers, next. they scratched him for mm-hmm. a few games. Um, was this just a fun little pop-up game? Is is he going to be in regular rotation? I think he's going to be someone who draws in the lineup every once in a while to provide some speed and to provide some ni- nice skill. You know, there's two kind of guys that are basically your thirteenth forward, um, guys who are fringe players, guys who are big and can play a fourth line role, do those things that. You know, checking guys in the corner or going, getting pucks deep and doing, yeah, like the Stefan Veyuz, like we just talked about, a guy in skates. Can you just stand there and can you skate? And then there's guys like Rem Pitlick, like even, I'll even use Ryan Donato to a, to a degree. A guy who has natural skill, but maybe doesn't have the complete game, so they don't trust him to be in a top six role. Um, Pitlick at the U of M was a very, very good player. Um, he, he was a guy who was a playmaker. Uh, a, a high prolific player who came at came into the U and then went to Nashville, signed after his junior year, and played well in the AHL. I mean, he put up 36 points in his first full season in the AHL. And Nashville's not a great team, but just still didn't really get opportunities there. I think he's someone, number one, I would trust over Victor Rask. Like, if, if you, you want to put put him right, right next to one another, I would take Rem Pitlick all day over Victor Rask. Um, but he's also, you know, he took a pretty dumb penalty in the game, and some people thought, oh, well, that, that's, that, that's probably going to be the biggest reason why I get scratched again, but then he makes that great pass to Dumba. Um, the guy has skill. I, I don't know if he's going to be someone who draws in every single game, 
But when he does, you know what you're going to get out of him. I, I think he's a nice player to have. I love his speed. And, and I think that for now, Rask is done. His time is done. And here's why. Nick Bukestad has been great so far. And, and he is, they, they uh, t- talked about this on the uh, telecast last night as well. He's improved his speed noticeably. And so he went from the fourth line to the Rask wing on the second line, right wing. And he looked great there. Like he's got speed, he's physical, he's got some skills, he makes some nice plays. So I think just just from a, a standpoint of Rask being replaced really by Bukestead, um, not by Pitlick, that's going to stay because I really like what Nick is doing. And, and then Pitlick brings speed. That fourth line now is it's basically Dex. I think sort sort of like a um, a second line in training. Yeah. Because I like Sturm. I mean, I think Sturm is really good, and he's perfect in that that, that role. But his speed and his I mean, the guy got hit, I believe, in the groin by a oh, Dumba shot yeah, last night got, and almost yeah. came and came right back. And so that fourth line now has great speed. Um, so, like, Rask is the piece of the puzzle where you're like, why? This piece doesn't fit. And everybody else sort of fits. So Think, think, think about sense. this, too. Like, you know, in, the, in, in other sports, your equivalent of a fourth line is either not going to play or like in the NBA, like your fourth line on the wolves would be like the, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever players like Jake Lehman. Like he's not, he's not going to play most nights, but in hockey, cause you can't just, you're going to run out of gas after 90 seconds. Like your fourth line plays like 10 minutes of ice time. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of feels like historically this team. And I'm not, I'm not saying that this fourth line is going to score a goal every night, but I'm saying like, if, if, if all the things that you guys are optimistic about are true, you kind of go from having a fourth line that skates for nine or 10 minutes and they're just kind of out there hoping to not allow a goal to maybe 10 minutes of actually putting pressure on the opposing team and making the goalie look at some extra things that he wouldn't have to, right? Like, I think that matters over the course of a season. If it can pick up an extra handful of goals, it might win you an extra game or two over the course of 82. Yeah, I mean, even that that line, Duheim, Nico Sturm, um, Nick Bugstead's been kind of up and down on it as well. But during training camp, we were looking at, was it going to be Marco Rossi or Matthew Boldy or even then Adam Beckman, who showed up out of nowhere to have a big camp? Which one of those three guys are going to make it? And then Duheim was kind of this just nice player who wasn't putting up flashy numbers. But through the first four games, he's a fourth-line player, and he's he's been noticeable in every aspect. And he's also scoring. He's also putting up points, which is something you don't see from a fourth line. So I, I, it is it is important to have, have like a true, legitimate four, four lines that can roll like this. And I think um, you know not, not trusting them in a ton of situations, like you don't want to be playing them for 13, 14 minutes a night, but they're not a liability. Like they're not just going to eat up eight to seven minutes because you have to you know chunk up 60 minutes over four lines. They're actually trustworthy, and, and they actually bring a lot more skill than I think most fourth lines do. And Dean uh, has said, I think the last two or three games, I've got to play them more late. And they were actually out. So with a minute left in the, I think it was the game on Saturday against the Ducks, he had them out with like 133 left on the clock. Mm-hmm. It was impressive. And then on Sunday, because that team, for the, the most part against the Predators, played a lifeless, really bad game. The fourth line showed up. So, like, they, they give you a spark, and they – the good fourth lines now are this. The good fourth lines 
get what time they get, but they also spark you. And so that's where you're, you're like trying to find, and it's basically guys who in, instead of the old school thing of, well, you're a fourth line guy, go out there and check and you'll play and you're a veteran guy and, and then you'll retire. Be it's now, it's now young guys. It's now guys who are good, who are trying to move up. Mm-hmm. So like the pressure, the fourth line now for this team actually is going to apply pressure on guys on the higher lines who aren't playing well, which is absolutely ideal. And so, yeah, that the only good thing I felt that came from the loss to the Preds was the fact that that fourth line competed, played hard, and they've got some skill. And, if the, and if the playoffs started today, oh boy, I don't know what the seating would be because I oh think boy, that I they would a, take point percent. But the I Wild are tied for the most points oh, in the Western I, Conference. I, got a feeling. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. There he goes. There he goes. Wave that flag. Hey, real quick, one one more before we get to write that down predictions. Um, so the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks are so bad. They're terrible. What's the, um, I mean, did they pretty much sell their salary cap soul for a 10-year run there? I mean, it's worth it. You know, they got cups to show for. They did a lot. They the did- deal there? They did a while back. The problem now is is they also now have misjudged talent. They mm-hmm. they signed Seth. They have, they have, they have two of the, the top uh, ten highest paid forwards in the NHL, well, and they're both in their mid thirties. And that Seth Jones contract yeah. is massive. They they got him from Columbus and signed him to a huge deal. And yes, it's five or six games in, so I completely get that. But he's not been good. Uh the guy, shot right the guy who i well yeah pr- probably the guy who i feel bad for though mark andre Fleury, goes from the golden knights won what the vesna mm-hmm. was it was i mean with a damn good team though like a responsible defensively he played great credit to him but that team was damn good and so the blackhawks are like we'll take him yeah this will be great and they're not damn good. And poor, that poor guy is, I mean, he is going to go absolutely crazy because the team's not good. And now they, they've got the off-ice stuff with the uh, with they're the a mess, dude. coming yeah. out about all their off-the-ice things. And their GM, uh, Stan Bowman, stepped down on Tuesday. And so, yeah, it's a complete mess. And Taze, I don't know. Like, he might be shot. He might Did be. He, was he out for COVID last? Why didn't he play last year? He had, I think he had a combination of COVID that turned into something else. I don't think, it wasn't the heart problem. But he hmm. he didn't play, and he's no and he's no kid. But, I mean, this investigation and, and report that's out now is going to follow them. Yep. It's going, it's, it's really disturbing. I mean, we're talking about. Uh, a sexual deviant who who worked for that team and they covered it up. This ain't, it's not just all oh, the reports out. It's all fine. Now, like there were players that participated as far as the cover up or, or mocking the, the guy who was sexually abused. It's really, it's disturbing. bad. It's really bad. And it's, yeah, that's hockey uh, culture. Tave, man. Taves and Kane combined cap hits. $21 million. And yeah, and that is part of the thing is they, <laughs> mm-hmm. they signed those guys on the back end of being great. It's I'm, it's the toughest thing in sports, rewarding guys for services rendered in, instead of services upcoming. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, you know, we've seen it in all sports. It's a killer. Yeah. Oof. So, anyways, that's, uh, well, they got their cups. We but can't the really Blues are good. Too much, but. The Blues might be damn good. 
which I misjudge completely. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Judd's Hockey Show. Yes, yep. Judd's Hockey Show, multiple days a week. You can oh, find it on its wrong, own podcast Phil. feed. You can also find it on the Mackie and Judd podcast. I'm admitting feed. this right now. Yeah, you I, guys. I had the Blackhawks finishing third in this division in our preseason. I think we yeah, both had the Blues like fifth yeah. or sixth. So yeah, we're we're, oh, we're doing still great. early. We're doing great. Still early. It is. I like to admit uh, I'm wrong. I like yeah, to admit, I like to admit when I'm I screw wrong. up. We should make a tournament of all the things we say wrong and rank them. <laughs> all the things that are like wild and outlandish. Yeah, we should do that. Come back to them. Yeah. I don't think anyone's done that. Uh, coming up next, we will admit that we were wrong. <laughs> Again. On Write That Down. <laughs> write this down. An accountability session. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. Write that down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. Yep. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong? Well, unlike all of the other shows in America, every single week here, we put our reputations on the line, our careers on the line, our good names, the good name Zolgad, the family lineage of Zolgad is on the line every Wednesday here. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. He's the last of the Zolgads, too, aren't you? Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm bringing this name down. You put an end to that family lineage. Yeah, no, well, no kids for you. It's been a nice run. Twenty three and me is going to be really good for your <laughs> your deep ancestors. Just won't even exist. What deep ancestors? <laughs> All right. On that note, this is gonna... right. This is write that down. Weekly predictions and an accountability <laughs> session here, presented in part by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been around for over a hundred years, providing risk management tools for business owners. Find out about all the industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Write this down. All right. Here's how Write That Down works. Three predictions each week from everybody. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. And if you guys want to participate as the listeners or the viewers, if you're watching us on the Score North YouTube channel, click subscribe. Thank you. You can send us a message either by sliding into Declan's direct messages on Twitter or Instagram or by just hitting us up on the feedback tab through the Score North app. And um, Chad is going to join us here in a couple of minutes to be a guest listener predictor today. But, boys, let's get to the accountability All session right. here. Judd? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm, oh man. It, it's continues. been rough, man. Like You're it having continues. a very Kirill Kaprizov yeah, it's stretch here. Oh, boy. Nothing right. That's not good. You said the Wild would win both of their games against Anaheim and Nashville. Yeah. Nice choke against Nashville, boys. Thanks a lot. You said Anthony Edwards would score 30 or more points in the opener mm. and lead the Wolves in points. He had, I think he had 29, actually. Snake bit. I might have fallen off first place. And then we gave this some time here. You said the Cubs would fire David Ross, and there's a story out last week that the Cubs are working on a contract extension for David Ross. Why would you fire him? I I don't think he's that good a manager. I I mean, their team was kind of eroded and old, and they traded him. I'd still just fire him. Fire his ass. I'd still fire him. You're fired. You're fired. All right, I had a couple things come off the board. I said the Wolves would win the tip-off against the Rockets. Yep. I made sure to tweet out that didn't happen. However, I did give yeah, you, nice, you nice guys mock me for that prediction, but I give you a three-item parlay here. I said the Wolves in their opener, Cat double-double, Ant Edwards 20 or more, and those things aren't like home run things. I mean, those, you know, it's a decent bar to set. 
But I did tell you the Wolves yeah. would win by 10 or more, and the spread was five. All of those three things together equal a home run. A Joe right Maurer 2009 home run right over the yeah. second row. Right, right into the Maurer pots. Yep. Felt good. I've been slumping here lately. Listeners oh, wow. had nothing well, come off the board, actually. That's, all, for, that's the first time in forever that we've had a category of I know not come off the board for anybody. Wow, okay. A lot of, a lot of long-term predictions, like Viking season predictions and okay. stuff. I like it. For the listeners. And Declan only had one thing come off the board. He said Ben ah, Simmons right. would be traded by this week's Write That Down. Can't trade him. Can't trade him now. It's all stuck. They're stuck. Well, kind of like it's weird. It's a stalemate. He's like, "Oh, I have mental health right. issues," and even well, though and he, the, he doesn't. Oh boy! Oh, are you accusing him of feigning this? I don't yes, know. Yes, one hundred percent. Cancel culture is on. Cancel culture is coming to Seattle to get you, and I hope they find you. <laughs> do you wait? Is there? Do people think that he's telling the truth? Like this is all cat and mouse, right? Well, oh, I think, I'm having a hard time mentally now. Let's just say in, better, two, be, in better 2021, so if you play this card and you get called, it's gonna it causes problems. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just I don't know. I just, uh, just call him to the carpet if you want to. It's a little the timing is a little fishy, right? He shows up to I'm, practice because he doesn't want to get fined. It's your cancel culture, not mine. Okay, but we find you anyways. Okay, how can I stay with the team but not be around the team <laughs> but continue to collect paychecks? Well, I can't tell him it's a knee injury because they'll do an MRI and find out that it's not. What's the only thing I can claim to still get paid yeah. that they can't quantify? Yeah. Mental health. My statement. Did I just get canceled by saying that? Well, that I enjoyed working with Phil. <laughs> I can in no way condone his comments on the on the um, 10, what, what's the date today? On the 1027 show and am in agreement with the Hubbard's decision to release phil from his contract immediately judd and declan will be a a great show i'm sure all right apologies to ben simmons if i am if i'm wrong here but uh judd you're clinging to a batting average lead here declan got one right it'd be over i probably would be i'd be close to it at least i think you'd be in first place Mm. judd's at 357 with a league tying six home runs declan's at 352 just five points back four home runs I'm at 315 with four home runs. Listeners at 281 with six home runs on the season. All time, Judd still has 185 hits, 38 more than me. We both have 14 home runs. The listeners have 15 home runs, the all-time leader since we've been tracking in 2018. All right, let's get Chad in here. He is the guest listener predictor. Nice. Chadley. What's going on, Chad? Are you ready to take some swings here? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Oh, yeah. my. Oh, my. Well, for as many issues as I've been having running around uh, the office here today, I was wondering if you guys were even going to be able to see me or hear me at all. So That's great. let's hope this keeps up then because we're on a roll. We got you loud and clear. We're going to start with right. you. We'll go. We'll go Chad over to Judd, Declan, back to Phil. And uh, you just the, the predictions just have to be quantifiable. What's your strategy? Are you swinging for home runs, gappers? What are we doing here? I, you know, I'm just <laughs> I, I, I'm spreading the love around to a lot of the teams in Minnesota, and uh, we'll just see if uh, if I'm even close on any of them, whether they be hits or not. I just want to know if I can even put one in play. Love it. All right, so here we go. Write it down. You like writing things down. Chad will lead us off. Fire away, sir. All right, write that down. We're going to start with the Vikings. I'm feeling sort of good about them coming out of the bye. I, I, we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> but write that down. Vikings receiver Justin Jefferson 
will go for 100-plus receiving yards and one or more receiving touchdowns in three out of the next four Vikings games. Ooh, I am liking it. That's a good one. I just get the feeling now with Kurt on a roll, Kirk on a roll and starting to throw the ball maybe a little bit more downfield that maybe we'll see more explosive Justin Jefferson plays. Ooh. Yeah, they, I mean, they uh, they definitely made an effort to target him 14 times against the Panthers, so it's <laughs> it's definitely, uh, Call definitely Zim. focused. Call Zim and tell him so, that. Yeah. I, I do that, and in, in the Cowboys game, he's going to get like three targets in one yeah, catch. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was covered. What, what were we supposed to do? He couldn't throw him the ball. He's not good enough. Yeah, okay. That's why you pay him all that money. All right. Judd Zolgad, your first prediction. Okay, my first prediction comes from a story that I read in the Star Tribune today regarding the Timberwolves and their game tonight in Milwaukee, and I think it's going to drive Phil nuts. So um, it was a it was a positive thing, I felt, after a pretty bad loss to the Pelicans a couple of nights ago. Aunt Edwards took to the podium and said, we're not a three-man team. We have to share the ball. We got to pass it around. It can't be just me and D'Lo and Cat. And I liked the message. But the message was clearly received in different ways in the locker room, including when they are now saying, and one of the guys who has to shoot and get the ball more is Josh Okoge. Josh Okoge needs to shoot more. We need to get Josh more shots. They were actually talking about that. So write this down. Josh Okoge will attempt six or more shots in tonight's game at Milwaukee. His season high was five in the opener, and he has not taken as many as five since. But I didn't realize, like, I got the let's share the ball thing. I didn't realize that we we were going to make an effort to say, hey, Josh, shoot if you're open. I've seen him shoot, and he doesn't make it when he's open or guarded, so that's not necessarily good. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm all for, like, I'm all for the message that Ant is spreading about, hey, let's quit being selfish. Let's, you know, let's play some team basketball. Uh, the only shots I want Josh Okogie taking are, like, point-blank layups or dunks. No, and, he's and, and, and he's gonna say like I've been working on my shooting again this off season. It remains to be seen. I guess if he starts knocking down threes, then all right, I'll so, take my tongue. So Childers had the kick ass offense. Now we've got the Akogi offense. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I don't know what you call that. The brick, the brick offense. The brick <laughs> offense. What you'd call that? Yep. Just stick stick to stick to defense and energy. Gosh. Gosh. All right. All right, Declan, your first prediction. Yeah, I'll make a Wolves one here as well. I will say D'Angelo Russell will have a 30-point-plus game, so like a game of at least 30 points between now and next week's Write That Down. Okay. So he'll have a game of at least 30, 30 points between now and next week's Write That Down. I think D'Lo will so get he, hot. This will be a classic D'Lo situation after being ice cold and laying up some bricks. He'll have some shots that fall through and have a 30-point game between now and next week's Write That Down. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair point. Write that down. I think he's going to, at some point, like he's got to, Join the team here mm-hmm. to start the season. All right, uh, write this down. So, God, that loss against the Pelicans, man. Like they really, it kind of, kind of screwed their first couple weeks here because now they got some. Now they got a couple tough games. Get Milwaukee tonight. I'm going to give you the outcomes of the next five Wolves games oh. exactly. All right, I'm swinging for home runs here. Wow. So I'm going to give you if this is essentially a five game parlay because I'm giving you each result of each game here. Okay. Wow. So are you ready? Yep. And you can even just, like, you don't have to put the opponents if you don't want. They will lose against Milwaukee. Okay. I think it'll be competitive, but that's off the record. They'll lose against Milwaukee. They will beat the Nuggets at home. The Joker's a little banged up. I don't know if, if he's going to be ready to play or not. We'll see. They will beat the Magic at home. 
and then they will beat the Clippers in the first game at home before losing to the Clippers in the second game. So loss, win, 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 loss in their next five games. Okay. With a couple of good home wins against the Nuggets and the Clippers, but a couple games that get you, you know, you know, the, we'll see about the Bucks. If they play the Bucks close on the road, then I think we'll be happy with that. So loss, win, 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 loss. Okay. If if you hit Write those down, five, writing things down. I live just outside of Atlantic City. There you go. I want you flying out here, <laughs> and we will be hitting the casino. All right, that's all I'm saying. I will absolutely make that happen. All right, Chad, your second <laughs> prediction. Uh, I'm gonna make a wild prediction here because I know Judd's a little down on Kirill at this moment, uh, but I'm still feeling all right with him, and I'm gonna say, write that down. Kirill Kaprizov will record a hat trick Ooh. in a wild game Ooh. by the end of the month of November. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, like I would expect that. Okay, I want, I want you, you nine and a half, nine million dollars at this point. I want, a, I want a hat time. trick once in a while. Yeah, he, he should be shooting a little bit more. I agree. So let's see if he can't maybe. Let's see if he doesn't maybe listen to Judd a little bit and turn it up. I think four, he listens to Judd's hockey show. Four shots last night. Right. Yeah, he he. Understands English perfectly. This whole thing of I don't, I can't talk is not true. I just, I just speak Russian. That's all. All right, Judd, your second prediction. Uh, either the Chicago Blackhawks or Toronto Maple Leafs or both will make a coaching change by the beginning of December. Okay. That so spark, within spark the teams. So essentially within because this is the one sport where we love to fire coaches. So I'm saying the Blackhawks. The Maple Leafs or both will make a coaching change by the beginning of December. You know, um, so I, I I think I have a gripe here actually, not not about your prediction, but mm-hmm. you know, when was it that ESPN gave up the the NHL rights package? Like back in two thousand five, coming out of the lockout. Yeah. So like sixteen years ago, mm-hmm. and I remember when they did that because ESPN.com has always been my homepage like for a long time, just to see sports news and stuff. And I remember very vindictively in 2005, ESPN bumped the NHL from its header of yes, leagues. It yeah. was gone forever. And as I go to the website, I just wanted to go and see what the Maple Leafs record was. It's still gone. So it goes MLB what? and NCAA football, it. NFL, NCAA men's basketball, NBA, and then golf. And then hockey is in the three-dot menu. So, okay, I, I will say they, this rotates almost like throughout the day. Because I, I do this as well, and I check this exact thing. Like, they'll have it here. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Are you talking about the really? thing that's on top on the top left underneath the box scores on ESPN.com? So where it's a, this is so stupid. I can't, this is I'm great. sorry I went down this <laughs> we're, we're subjecting our <laughs> listeners right. to <laughs> Sorry, 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 listeners. There's a rabbit hole we need right, to yeah. So, yeah. so exactly. ESPN.com, yep. it says ESPN. There's the ESPN logo on the left. Yeah. And then there's, in the black bar, yep. there's the leagues. Yep. And for me, it says MLB, NCAA, mm. NFL, NCAA men's basketball, NBA, and then golf. Which, by the way, like the golf season technically started again. It's, but that doesn't you it's an algorithm. Yeah, so I think much. it's probably some algorithm because mine is NFL. I don't look at and I, I never look at right. men's NCAA. It basketball. knows you like golf, dude. <laughs> but that's it. That's it's <laughs> listening to you all the time. But for people who care, mine is NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, Actually, soccer, college football. So how did mine get defaulted without NHL? I've never know. set this. I don't know. Can we I don't look going? at college basketball? I, I, I okay, know. sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Can we get back to, <laughs> get back to the, the prediction? Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Whose turn is it? It's mine. 
Declan. It's fine. All right. Write this down. The ESPN <laughs> header for Phil. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll make another wild prediction. Kirill Kaprizov will score two or more goals by next week's Write That Down. So right. he's goalless. They have three games between now and next week's Write That Down. I want things coming off the board. I want to catch Judd. Uh, so Kirill Kaprizov will score two or more goals by next week's Write That Down. Write this down. Write this down. Eddie Rosario <laughs> will either score or drive in the go-ahead run in the Braves clinching World Series game. Mm. So that's a parlay. The Braves will win the World Series, and in the game that clinches the World oh. Series, Rosario will either score or drive in the go-ahead run that keeps them on top. Macadax swinging from the proverbial heels. I am Eddie Rosario today. Yes. Yep. Just I'm, make I'm, it the I'm, trifecta and say that Rosario will be the World <laughs> Series MVP. Wow. He had a good first game for sure. Yeah, he did. Pretty good. Two hits, right? Yeah, a couple of hits, a little double. All right, Chad, your third and final prediction, sir. Uh, yeah, we're going to go baseball again. We're going to go Minnesota Twins for this final prediction. Uh, write that down. Max Kepler and Miguel Sano will not be on the Twins roster by the start of spring training 2022. All right. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I almost feel like they're tantalized by Miguel Sano. but I Yeah. I think it's the David Ortiz syndrome. They're afraid of getting rid of him and then he taking no off way. somewhere else. I, I don't think so either, but. People always forget, like, well, David Ortiz is just a great hitter. Like, that guy was a 300 hitter, you know, on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. Sano is not that. Well, Chad, these are great swings by you. <laughs> Since you've got this platform here on Mackie and Judd today, is there anyone in your life you would like to thank that brought you to this pinnacle moment? Well, you know, I've always, always got to thank my wife. For bringing me to this moment. Of course, I've got to thank Declan for getting me on. I didn't realize when I reached out that there's a St. Cloud Go state Huskies. connection. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, but I do want to ask Declan, did, did uh, Jordan Greenway do something to you? Did, did he steal a girlfriend? Nope. Why is nope. the hate? <laughs> Jordan Jordan? I, I can confidently yeah, say Declan. I have been to bars where wild players have been at, and I have had attempted other wild players hit on a girl of mine before, but no, it hasn't been Jordan Greenway. That but at the end of the right. night, at and, the end of the night, they know. Guess who got? They know get, that yeah. Declan Goff. I won that. Is the so man. yeah. So yeah. Damn. <laughs> now I had a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for having me on today. It was a good. Awesome, time. Chad. Thanks, Thanks you. Chad. We'll get you on again sometime. Thank you. All right, that's a guest listener predictor, Chad. Write this down. Taking his swings. All right, Judd. Last lap here. Back to you. All right. Sam Darnold, who, who was who was who was benched during the Giants game, but is going to resume starting. For the Carolina Panthers, will be benched permanently and won't start a game for the Panthers within the next month. Or I should say, at the beginning, he'll be benched for at least a game that he will not start. So not pulled from a game. So he, what? Back it up. Yeah. Sam, up. Darn, back Sam up. Darnold will be benched and will not start a game within the next month for the Panthers. Okay. And, so and the, it will so... not be because he's hurt. So give us a just give us a date. So by like um, within the next month by with, December by December first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Okay. Right. There it is. <clears throat> Write this down. All right, Declan. Yep. My final one. Um, I'll just I'll just make this one a easier one. They're already up one game. I'll just say the Braves will win the World Series. The Braves will win the World Series. Right. Yep. I don't think it's a home run. They're already up one game to zero. But uh, sure. at, at yeah, the favorite. Bravos. I love me some Freddie Freeman. And Eddie, mm-hmm. so Braves won the World Series. 
right? Write this down. Write this down. KJ, you tell me. I think this is a home run. Okay. He's their third wide receiver. So um, Trayvon Diggs is amazing, and he's probably gonna, they're probably going to put him on Justin Ooh. Jefferson or KJ Osborne. Okay. Will be the open target here. KJ Osborne, write this down, goes over 100 yards receiving, 100 plus yards Ooh. receiving against the Cowboys. Yeah, on that's good. Sunday night football. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a home run. That's a big game. Yeah. Oh, it's a huge game. Yeah. Watch him score two touchdowns and get seventy-four yards, and I yep. whiff on no, this. No, How about I say this? Yeah. Well, let me let me do an either oh, or. Now we're redoing our. It, it's it's either. Well, it's still a home run. Yeah. It's either a hundred plus yards receiving or two or more touchdowns. Okay. So I'll give you two home runs and one there. Two or more touchdowns or a hundred or more yards receiving for KJ Osborne. Okay. Just say it. KJ Osborne will be the man on Sunday. Just say <laughs> it. Write this down. The man. All right. Those are your write-that-down predictions and your accountability session here. Judd, how, how do you feel clinging to this five-point batting good. average? Not you good. Not good. I, I got a bad feeling that if you went and, like, check my stats for the last month. Yeah, you're in a I'm slump, a, buddy. You need a I'm slump a buster. Deep, I'm in a deep slump. Yeah. Yeah, I am. It, it's not just a slump. It's a deep slump. Yeah. Like, There's I a am, lot around. I'm in the official database right now. Like, what's wrong? Am, am I pulling off the ball? Am I – like, if I were to work with uh, – as a little swing a, coach, a swing coach, analytics guru. I, I would say stop switch hitting what and become predominantly a right-handed hitter. And then if that doesn't work, go back to switch hitting. Um, no, you I'm know, not Aaron Hicks here, right. man. I was red hot. Okay, I didn't just have a good spring training. I was red hot. I fear I'm at the end of my career. That's what. Okay, I fear. I've got I've got a stat on Judd oh, Zolgad no, here. I don't. Okay. No, no, I was kidding. No. So go ahead. This is awesome. You've made it. No, it's not. This is now counting counting today. We'll count today. You've now made 30 predictions over the last however many weeks. How many weeks is that? We make three. So 10 weeks. It's been 10 weeks of predictions. Now, you've had older predictions come off the board correct. Right. Then. So I've got some right. Yeah. But the last 10 weeks oh, worth no. of predictions have are either still on the board or are incorrect. Oh, my God. The last prediction you put on the board, like in terms of recency, Yep. You had uh, you nailed Kaprizov's contract. You nailed uh, Mac Jones being the Pats' Week One starter, and that the Mets would fire their manager. Okay. And then uh, since then, now you again you've had stuff that's like retroactive come off the board correctly, but it's right. been a, th- a string of thirty predictions. With you, this is this is I mean it shows how this is a crisis, man. We have to send you down. No, I know. Like what's right. what, that, that's that's what I just said. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I I don't know. To you, probably choking, man. Yeah. It's down the street. Dude, this is fourth quarter time here, yeah. all right, Kirk? Let's step yeah, it up like, here. What's going, like, I mean, this is a historic bomb. You got to sit on this curveball. Defense curve ball, is bearing dude. down. Yeah, you got to sit yeah. on this curveball. You're, you're, you're looking fastball. I feel and you're like getting it's buckled. baseball. You're getting buckled. I feel like it's baseball, but yeah. I mean, I was so good at one time. Yeah, you're getting buckled here. I feel like I feel like I might need a, a person I work with fired to get me going. <laughs> Not me, just somebody else I work mm. with. You need you need the manager fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a wrap on Write That Down. Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment. Thanks to a guest listener predictor, Chad. It's Reckless Speculation Thursday. Doogie's back in the mix tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. He'll be in the studio right. with us. He is back, baby. A little Halloween Halloween edition right. of, of, of Reckless Speculation Thursday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar 
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.